Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It's Thursday, we are getting close to the weekend. Unfortunately, of course, a weekend when Arsenal are not playing. They're currently away in Dubai. Having a bit of downtime ahead of that game against Crystal Palace in nine days' time. There is Premier League action this weekend, including a big game between Man United and Tottenham, obviously, but Arsenal in their week off as part of this winter break. And uh, yeah... Which I'll talk about a little bit later on in this show. A picture of Bukai Saka somehow has managed to wind up, not everyone, but half of Arsenal on, Arsenal fans on social media, which just blows my mind completely. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Got lots of questions and comments from you guys, of course. Got some transfer links doing the rounds. And um, Thomas Party as well. We'll talk about his imminent or fairly imminent return to uh, fitness as well. Just quick thing, there's going to be no inside Arsenal extra time today. If you were watching last week, you would have known that James was heading off on holiday. He's in, in Cambodia at the moment. We did try and record one this morning. Fair play to him. He did try and take a break from his holiday to record one. We got about 15 minutes in, but the quality was awful. The sound was awful. And we just put a stop to it. It's like, yeah, this isn't going to go very well. It's not going to be a very enjoyable viewing experience for you guys or listening experience to you guys. So we shelved it and uh, we will come back to it next week. So no inside Arsenal extra time uh, this week, but we will be back very, very soon. Right, let's start then, shall we? And Thomas Party, who is now getting very, very close to a return. Fingers crossed, of course, everything continues on the trajectory that it's heading, but we are not too far away from Thomas Partey coming back. He is over with the squad in Dubai right now. As far as I'm aware, he's not yet joined in full training with the squad, but he is now very, very close to doing that. The Crystal Palace game might be a little bit too early for him, but Nottingham Forest after that could well be the game that we see Thomas Partey return. Of course, lots has to happen between now and then for that to... Um, you know, happen 
basically You've got to avoid any sort of setbacks they've got to carefully manage his recovery manage the load that they're putting onto him but he is now very very close which is great news indeed for Mikel Arteta for Arsenal for everyone because Thomas Partey needs to be playing in this Arsenal team because man they do miss him of course and I know I'll get loads of comments to this saying oh you can't rely on Thomas Partey he's going to be injured again he's going to come back get injured straight away and he'll be and we won't have him and I understand that because of his injury record obviously it speaks for itself but you know put all that to one side and just hope fingers crossed he does come back and he does stay injury free it's going to be a massive boost to Arsenal no doubt about it Mikel Arteta talked about it the other day about how he hasn't really been able to um, make this team unpredictable, which was a big part of the summer planning for Arsenal was to give him the tools to make it, make the team a little bit unpredictable. We can play Thomas Pyatt right back as much as I know a lot of you hate that and I hated it as well. But, he, you know, that was an option that he was looking at. Play Pyatt right back. You can change things around a little bit. You can do what you want in midfield. You can play Pyatt at six. You can play Rice at eight. You can do whatever you want. You can then move Kai Havertz to be as a striker. You can change your system, change your formation, change your personnel. But he's just not really been able to have the opportunity to do that because of the injury to Timber, who could have played left, centre, right. Party, of course, I've just mentioned Havertz. All of that is a big part of Arsenal's planning for this season. And the injuries to Timber and to Party put a stop to that very, very early on. So having Thomas Party back is going to be key. I know there'll be a lot of Ghana fans looking at this and watching this and thinking, how is this even possible? He's pulled out of AFCON. He's not gone over for AFCON. The tournament doesn't start yet. Um, so if he's only a couple of weeks away from coming back potentially for Arsenal, why on earth is he not playing for Ghana at AFCON? I can understand that if that is what you're thinking. But I also think from an Arsenal point of view and from a Thomas Party point of view, it would have been a risk going over there into tournament football, being thrown straight into it. You know, the temptation, because he's such an important player for Ghana, would just be to throw him in straight away from the start, not carefully manage his return. That won't happen at Arsenal. His return will be carefully managed. His minutes will be carefully managed. There's not quite as much pressure to just throw him straight in and play um, like there would be at Ghana in the middle of an international tournament. Ghana, Chris Hewton, everyone has been talking with Arsenal. It's been a really sort of good connection between everyone involved in Thomas Partey's recovery and the decision was taken for him to stay and not go over with Ghana and you know Ghana were well aware of this time scale of the return time scale as well it's not that this won't become as a surprise to them that he could potentially be playing for Arsenal while the tournament is going on so there won't be too much disappointment from their end but I can understand maybe with uh, some of the fans it might be a little bit different but look from an Arsenal point of view it's really good news and fingers crossed this can continue and he does indeed come back because it'll be a big, big boost to uh, everyone at this stage of the season to get Thomas Party back fully fit. Let me know your thoughts, of course, in the comments below. How excited are you about the imminent return of Thomas Party? What do you want to see Mikel Arteta do with Thomas Party when he does come back? And how do you think this sort of return should be managed in terms of playing time when it comes to the uh, to the Arsenal central midfielder? Let me know in the comments below. Okay, fair bit of uh, transfer news doing the rounds at the moment. Um, quite a bit of... So I'm just searching for something at the moment. Um, quite a bit for, for this man who I'm sure you've seen. Uh, fair few sort of different stories doing the rounds on um, on him and Arsenal's interest. In fact, there's been a bid put in, according to some reports, for, uh, for Borja Maral, who plays for Katafi. And again, all I would say with this is I wouldn't be getting too excited about these reports of bid going in that's not what i understand and um yeah it's just one of those ones that i think you just need to temper your expectations a little bit everything that i spoke about when it came to amadou and nana 
I would put this in the same sort of category when it comes to the January transfer window. It's just looking very, very unlikely that Arsenal are going to do anything significant. And I'm not sure throwing a £22 million bid on the table for a 26-year-old striker um, is something that Arsenal will do right now. They're not going to move into panic buy territories and... I would class this as a little bit of one of those if it were to happen, and I don't think it will happen. So uh, we'll keep an eye on it, obviously. And if I do get any information that this is in case it, this is actually genuine and legit, then of course I'll, I'll report that. But right now, uh, my understanding is that nothing has changed when it comes to Arsenal and their potential business in January, that anything that does happen might well be a more of a short-term thing. And uh, this one doesn't really tick the boxes when it comes to that. So temper those expectations again, I'm afraid. Bukai Saka here, enjoying himself in Dubai, lying on a boat in the ocean with a gorgeous sort of scene behind him of sun, sand, sea. And yet loads of people have somehow been upset by this picture. Of course, if you listen to us on um podcast you can't see what i'm talking about but just go and search for it on social media it's just because Saka enjoying himself in a way i've just described basically having a drink i think he's drinking fanta other soft drinks are available of course <laughs> and having some downtime in dubai which is exactly what arsenal are there for and yet somehow this has annoyed a lot of people which i just don't understand it's like everyone wants because Saka wrapped up in cotton wool to be fully fit recharged and come back and enjoy a second half of the season. This is exactly what he needs to be doing. If he does this every single day while Arsenal away, I'm going to be perfectly happy. And I don't get how this can be disappoint. Uh, this can annoy people. Maybe it's more probably the fact that the picture has been posted. It's like, yeah, fine, let him do it, but don't post a picture. Again, I mean, why on earth does that annoy you? I just do not understand. If if you're one of the people who has somehow got irked by this picture, I just I just don't get it. I just really don't get it. This is exactly what I want to see Bukayo Saka doing for the next week. And pretty much everyone else as well. Yes, do a little bit of training, but just put those feet up and come back because the players have looked knackered. The players look tired, jaded, no doubt about it. And this is what they need. They need a week's break. All the stuff, the rubbish of, oh, can you imagine any other job where you've you've had a bad, bad performance for a couple of weeks and suddenly get whisked away to Dubai to enjoy yourselves? It's a disgrace and all stuff like that. I have a word. Seriously, it's football. This is what has always happened and it will continue to happen. These players are not robots. They're not machines. They're elite sportsmen who are pushed to the limits every single week in terms of their physical capability. And they need some downtime. They need a bit of a break. That's exactly what this break has been brought in for by the Premier League. It's only a week, literally a week. They're going to be back in London Colney in the freezing cold in about in less than a week's time. They come back on Tuesday and they've got a game the following Saturday. Why, how this annoys you, I just don't get it. And uh, yeah, Bukayo, if you're watching, which of course you're not, but if you were, enjoy it. Keep doing exactly what you're doing. I don't care how many pictures you post of it. Enjoy yourself, put the feet up and make sure you come back very, very fit and healthy and recharged for a very long and hard second half of the season that is to come. If you if you don't agree with what I've just said, please do reply in the comments and let me know why that sort of picture has annoyed you. I'd love to know genuinely the thought of why that has wound people up so much. It just, yeah, as I said, it blows my mind. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, moving on to some of your questions and comments now. We've got here one from myself and I, 2930. Hey, Charles, what's your opinion on Gurasi. I'm by no means an expert, but surely he's worth a punt if his rumoured release clause is true. Yes, this is his first top season, but based on goals, games, ratio in previous years, he's surely a great addition to the squad that would offer something different uh, than he talks about. Uh, Spinazzola at, at Roma is 30-31, left back, could be a steal on a one-and-a-half-year contract. Lastly, do you think Odegaard could take the number eight role with ESR in the number 10? I think Odegaard could do the Xhaka role Really well, if not better than Xhaka himself. I'd love to see this along with Trossard as a false nine, although I doubt either will happen, considering they're only brought on for five minutes for the Liverpool game. Surely they should have come on 20 minutes before then. I love this team and Arteta, but they are so frustrating at times. Uh, yeah, a few things to um, to uh, go over there. I'm just going to... I can't remember how old Gurusi is. I'm just going to search to see how old he is. Uh, let's have a look. He is uh 27 now i'm in the release clause sorry i should have looked at this before and as well forgot what his release clause is that's it 17 and a half million euros apparently the release clause is for gracie he's having a very good season obviously over in germany with stuttgart um what are my thoughts on him is i'm like you i'm just not an expert so I, don't, I can't really say what my thoughts on him. Obviously, he's doing very, very well. He's scoring a hell of a lot of goals. He's put himself in the public eye massively this season. That release clause has got lots of clubs looking at him. I expect he will move to the Premier League, if not this month, then certainly in the summer. Um, in terms of Arsenal, I just don't know. It's it's hard because look, I'm a, I want a striker as much as the next person wants a striker. I think, and look, Arsenal do want a striker, and they are going to sign a striker. I don't think they will do it this month, but I think they certainly will in the summer transfer window that is upcoming but the last thing you want to do is just sign a striker for the sake of it and it it doesn't matter what Gurusi's release clause is I think you know I think 17 and a half million is still a lot of money and if you don't fancy him if his data and the scouting that you've done on him and the analysis you've done on him comes back and he's not a player that fits the system that you want then you can't just go and spend the money on him for the sake of it so I it's hard to say he'd be a great addition to the squad that would offer something different because a, I haven't seen enough of him to know that that is definitely the case. But B, I just think Arsenal will have their striker in mind. I don't think it matters how much it's going to cost, what the release clause is, anything like that. I think, and if they've got a striker in mind and it's not him, they're not just going to go and sign Gurusi just for the sake of it to fill up a squad place because then suddenly you're left with another another player who you might not want and ultimately isn't going to play many games. You're giving him a decent wage and then you're kind of stuck with someone. So, um I think the easy thing to do at this stage of the season, especially when the transfer window is, is just sign everyone, you know, bring him in, bring him in, bring him in. But it doesn't work like that, does it? So, um, yeah, I, it's hard for me to, just like you, just say I'm just not an expert on him. I'm sure he's doing very well. Well, he is definitely doing very well. You look at the look at the numbers he's got this season, and he is, and I'm sure he'll make he'll make the move fairly soon to a Premier League club and, and we'll all get a very close eye 
close-up view on him. Whether that be Arsenal, I just don't. I just don't know if that's going to happen. In terms of the last bit, yes, an interesting one. Um, Odegaard playing in that Xhaka role. I mean, he can do it. I'm sure he can do it. He's that good enough to. He's good enough to do it. He's such a quality player. He can play wherever he wants. And a Smith Rowe and as a sort of further up of the two left eights almost, or as a ten, as you describe it. You know, I'd love to see that. I don't think it's going to happen. I just, I've said it so many times. I just think he's been criminally underused. I mean, criminally is probably a bit strong, <laughs> uh, but I think he's been absolutely massively underused by Mikel Arteta. You've got a top quality player here who can score goals, who can make the difference, who can break the lines, who can just offer something that we don't really see in this Arsenal attack. And, um, and he's not using him for whatever reason. And, you know, he's obviously got his own reasons for it. I don't know what they are. They confuse me. It baffles me out. And I just think you've got a player here who's almost becoming a complete wasted talent. We saw how good he is. We saw what he could do, saw what he offers. You know, you don't lose that overnight. He's still got that in him, Smith Rowe, but he's just not getting the opportunities to show it. And like you said, sort of throwing him on for a few minutes right at the end of the Liverpool game, it's just like, what's the point? It just, it, it didn't, it just reeked of just a sort of panic substitution that um, that was never going to change the game. And that was really disappointing, I thought, from Arteta in that game. 25 minutes to go. It was obvious the second half was drifting a little bit. Arsenal had run out of ideas a little bit. Liverpool had grown into the game. That was the time to make some changes. And, um, you know, you potentially throw on three three changes, give them 25 minutes, give them half an hour to really have an impact on the game. You know, bring on Trossard, bring on Smith-Rowe, um, bring on Martinelli, give them all half an hour to really change that game in the second half. And he didn't do that. And by the time, you know, you throw on... Trossard and Smith Rowe with two minutes to go. It's just like what's what's going to happen there. So that was that was disappointing. I thought from Arteta. Uh, keep playing the game. So I don't think we need to be rushed into any signings now. We are not playing badly and we are creating chances. The goals are there. We just need to score them. We can give the young guns a run if we need any to rest any starters. Um, I mean, a few things there. Obviously, we can give the young guns a run if we need to rest any starters. I've seen no signs of Mikel doing that though, so that suggests that that might not really happen. Um, but I do agree. I don't think you should be rushed into any signings. The last thing Arsenal needs to do is panic by it. And that's kind of what I was talking about with the striker there, with Gerasi and players like that, who obviously have been mentioned and are available, certainly in Gerasi's um, uh, case, is available because of that release clause. But um, just because there is a fairly tempting release clause there doesn't mean you should do it if you don't really fancy the player. And if, you, if all the scouting and the data that you've put together on a player doesn't come back as favourable, then doesn't matter what the release clause is you shouldn't just go and do it just for the sake of doing it and you know the last thing Arsenal needs to do is is panic by they have carefully managed this squad over the last couple of seasons and built this squad over the last couple of seasons and you don't want to you know you get hits and you get misses that's always going to be the case Arsenal have had some hits and have had some misses so far when it comes to their transfers in the last couple of years but you don't want to do anything on a whim and just purely because you're panicking a little bit and because uh, if you do that then you're going to get more misses and hits and you really don't want that because then you do land yourself in trouble when it comes to the, the squad that you've put together. Uh, here's one from Carlos. says, hi, Charles. Any news on Gabriel Jesus' injury and if he's travelled with the squad to Dubai and are there any youth players there like Walters, Dubry, uh, Lewis Skelly? Uh, well, in terms of Gabriel Jesus, yes, my understanding is he has travelled, that the injury is not serious. Uh, that was the last I heard on it. I haven't heard anything for the last couple of days in terms of that. But the last conversation I had was that he was headed over there and that Arsenal was still in, fairly confident that this wasn't anything sort of serious with his injury. So fingers crossed that remains the case and we'll see uh, We'll see him back very, very soon. In terms of the youngsters who have gone over there, I know Walters has gone, Manieri's gone, uh, Charles Seguet Jr. has gone. Um, who else has gone? James Hilson, the goalkeeper, has travelled. Uh, I think Bandera has gone over as well. So, you know, there are plenty of youngsters who have have gone over with the squad and 
yeah, that'll be important for Mikel Arteta as well, just to sort of add the numbers up. Uh, potentially have enough players to be able to do some 11 on 11 games as well which will be a, uh which would be a bit of a bonus over there but i still think training secondary for me this week just give them a bit of rest you know come back do some training next week at london colney i think honestly absolutely crucial just let them rest and again i'm sure that will annoy the people who think oh they should be locked up in chains because they've lost their last three games they shouldn't be allowed out the country they should suffer in the freezing cold at london colney uh made to train with no tops on or something like that which is just rubbish um but yeah, so that's uh, that's who's head over. We've got in here one from Dead G says, Hi, Charles, I feel you're letting Mikel off the hook. The biggest issue we have at Arsenal is that the manager manages the squad poorly. I will list some reasons below. Mikel let Emi Martinez go for cheap. He went on to become the best goalkeeper in the world. Turned down 20 million for Maitland Niles and eventually went on a free. Resigns to long term deals. Reese Nelson, but doesn't play them. He let Balogun go on the cheap, even though United paid 70 million for Hoyland, who isn't a better player. Uh, Bellerin, Lacazette, Bamian, Guendouzi leave for below the market value. Doing the same thing to ESR now. Why is he not playing? Klopp is playing his young players and they're getting better. Jones, Bradley, Elliot, all getting players because they get all getting better because they're getting more game time. If you think back to when he didn't use Martinelli and Saka and always played Willian Orber and Lacazette, the only reason they played was because the senior players were injured. I think he is responsible for a lot. Clearly, you do. Uh Deji, look, there's some really good points in there. Uh, in terms of Emmy Martinez, I think I don't think you let him go for cheap at the time. I think you're not going to get any more money for him than that. Uh, I'm not sure he's the best goalkeeper in the world either, to be honest. Um but he's a good goalkeeper and I wouldn't mind still having him at Arsenal, but I think Arsenal had to make a sale at that time. And uh, there was a big, big market for Martinez and there wasn't for Bert Leno. So that's the decision that was taken. Um, let Balogun go on the cheap. I don't think he did. I think he got very good value. I think, and it's not him anyway. It's not Arsenal. It's not Arteta who gets the value. It's Arsenal who get the value. So I'm not sure he's letting him go on the cheap. It's Arsenal with anyone who are letting him go on the cheap, but I don't think they were. I thought they got good value for Balogun. And I know you mentioned Hoyland there, but that's just completely different. A Man United overpaid massively for Hoyland. He was moving to a Premier League club, so they're always going to pay more. Man United always going to pay more for players um, as well because of who they are and the finances they have available for them. So I think it's difficult to compare the two. Um, but I think when you look at it, and I can't see that Arsenal have undersold when it comes to Balogun. And it's not like he's actually tearing up trees at the moment for Monaco. And that's not a dig at him because I think he's a good player and I hope he does do really well over there at the moment. Uh, but I'm not sure that Arsenal massively undersold on him. There's plenty of good points in there, though. You know, and I agree when you talk about Klopp and the young players and the fact he's playing them. I think it's a real example that Arteta should be following there and, and he's not done it. And that is a fault of Arteta's. I absolutely agree. Smith Rowe, 100% agree, as you all know, because I say it over and over again. I don't get why he's not playing. I think he should be playing. His value is just going to be tanking now. Um, and ultimately, I think Smith Rowe is going to end up leaving because why would you sit on the bench when you're him and not get any minutes and not really have any prospects of any significant minutes? Because clearly the manager doesn't doesn't want to give you those minutes. And um, so I think ultimately he's going to have to go. And that's going to be a real, real shame. And when he does go, his value is going to be low because he hasn't played too much. And, you know, that is down to Arteta, just like, as you point out, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Uh, you know, Arsenal should have taken that offer if on the table. If you're not going to play them, if, then why would you reject that money? So that was money that Arsenal lost. So I don't know why you say I'm letting Mikel off the hook. You know, I'll criticise Mikel as much as anyone, or maybe not as much as anyone, because some people absolutely can't stand Mikel for some reason. But I also think when you end it here, I think he is responsible for a lot. Yeah, he is responsible for a lot. He's responsible for Arsenal now harbouring hopes of winning the title and for going deep into the Champions League because when he arrived that was a million miles away and now suddenly Arsenal are in the 
conversation and that is down to Mikel. So he's responsible for a lot. Yes, he's made mistakes. Of course he has. Every manager does. And we can all sit here and criticise him for those mistakes, but we've also got to praise him for the work he's done. He has turned Arsenal around in a very short space of time, has got them competing for the Premier League, going very close to winning it last year. He's got them back in the Champions League. He's got them through as group winners in the Champions League. Um, and he's got us, he's got the expectation levels to what it is now. And that's down to Mikel Arteta as well. So, yes, you can sit here and you can criticise him 100%. But you've also got to give him praise for what he's done. It goes both ways, if you see what I, uh, if you see what I mean. Um, and just lastly here from Real uh, Nostradamus, who says, Hi, Charles, any updates on Cozy Dubri? I've got nothing on Cozy Dubri, I'm afraid. And Sogo Jr.'s contract extensions before they expire in June. I don't think Sogo Jr.'s contract expires in June. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. In fact, last time I heard at Arsenal, there was potentially a chance that he was going to go out on loan uh, for the second half of the season. And I think he signed his first pro contract last year, I thought, with Sogo Jr. He's, he'll definitely have longer than June before it runs out. And he'll, he'll have a couple of years left on that and they'll have an option on him as well. I'm sure they will uh, for two years. That's what they do with, young, with their young players. So uh, I don't know about Cody Dubia, I'm afraid, but Sogo Jr., I'm pretty sure he's definitely not out of contract in June unless I'm very, very mistaken. And when you and you say, Saka, if uh, Saka won't get rest, thoughts on Nelson on the left and Martinelli up top. Yeah, look, get Gabriel Martinelli closer to the goal. Maybe that's what he needs at the moment because he does play this very unselfish role of hugging the touchline and maybe he does need to be closer to the centre of the goal to get, give themselves more opportunities. Again, he's a real live wire. He could he could do that. I wouldn't be against him. Martinelli plays a central striker and um, and yeah, playing Reese over on the left if if that's if that's going to give Martinelli a chance to get there, you know, shake things up a little bit. You've got to do something different. If you, I don't think you'll do that straight away. I think we'll come back from this trip go into the Palace game and see how it goes. But if this struggles in front of goals continue for one, two more games, then maybe you do have to completely shake things up and try something a little bit new. I don't think Arsenal are there yet. I don't think they'll be panicking just yet, but you know that is definitely an option. Just as playing Gabriel Jesus over on the wing would be an option for me as well, um, because he can do that. And it would just change the dynamic a little bit and give defences opposition defences a little bit of something else to think about when it comes to stopping Arsenal and stopping their attackers. All right, that's it from me today, everyone. Thank you very much for your time. As always, do appreciate it. As always, please do let me know anything you want me to discuss or talk about in tomorrow's show. Let me know in the comments below with your comments, your questions, your opinions, anything like that. Um, and I will uh, try and put something together to discuss in tomorrow's show. Until then, everyone, have a very good Thursday. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.